Hello and welcome to episode number 21 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. And today we will be talking about episode three of Secret Invasion. I am Ben and I'm here with my brother, Slash co-host, Jason. What the fuck was all that? Just trying to get a bit more dramatic, aren't we? Could you not, like, pick a single a single voice to go with? Nope. That fits quite well into episode three of Secret Invasion, because I'm telling you, I wish Gravik would pick an accent. Oh, I noticed that too, and I was like, wait, wait, what? I was like, yeah. when he's talking, I'm like, he was British, right? Well... Like I said last week, sometimes he sounds like he's a Londoner, sometimes he sounds like he's a Scouser, sometimes he sounds Welsh. He sounded a bit more Welsh in this one. And I have seen an interview with him where he says he's doing a Welsh accent, but a lot of the time it doesn't sound like that. Is the act for American? <laughs> no, no, he's English. I'm not sure where he's from, but he is English. You don't get graphics walking around going, I'm from Bay. I'm from Skrullos, I am. I'm doing the game, Skrullos. <laughs> um, so, episode three is called Betrayed, which I feel <laughs> is the most apt title of an episode they've done. So, who do you think it's referring to? Who is Betrayed? I mean, I don't know. There's like 17,000 different betrayals. I mean, you just said it's apt, so what? Yeah, that's what I mean by the fact that there's so many. Okay, so who are the what? Let's go through them. Nick Fury's wife. Yeah, so that's a good one. That's is a big betray there. So it seems from the, from the final scene, it seems like she's being sent to kill Fury. Is that what you got from that? No, I didn't. So what did you think? I just thought we hadn't found out. I assumed she would just she needed to speak to him about something. Maybe she's keeping tabs on him, or I don't know. I just obviously knew she was working for him, but I didn't get get the impression. I mean, she goes to get a gun out of a safety deposit box. I think, I thought that because she might have been followed. That's what I thought there because she were obviously being followed. So I thought that's why she'd gone for it. But now you say it, it does make sense. Because so the feeling I got from that scene was that she's been sent to do something that she doesn't want to do. She looks apprehensive about it, and obviously she wants to speak to Gravik about whatever she's been sent to do. So no, not, yeah, ki- killing Fury was the, the the thing that jumped to my mind. And if she is a agent of Gravik. Surely, and and if she's loyal to him, surely she she is the one that he would get to kill Fury. It would make sense. She's the one that yeah. can get closest to him. And then there is Gaia. Obviously betrays Gravix. Yep. This Gravix betrays Gaia. Mm, yeah, I suppose. In a way. Nick Fury betraying the whole fucking planet. <laughs> but they they were the main three, and I thought Betrayed is a good title because there's three sides of betrayal. Definitely two, but three kind of. 
And also, can we point out that I said she was going to die? Yeah, you did. You did. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was shocked, but I called it. I've kept saying she is not going to die. She is not going to die. And then I'm, you saw it, that she turned greener and you were like, it shit. It looks a lot like, no, I mean to you, like on this podcast. Uh, yeah. On this podcast, I have repeatedly said they are not going to kill her off in this series. Halfway through the series, like we're halfway through, end of episode three of six, and it looks like she's dead. If she is or not. Well, that's the thing. I guess we can't know for sure. The thought I had is maybe she's not dead, but obviously she's unconscious. And do they have to remain conscious to keep up their camouflage? I don't think so. Because then you'd imagine you'd you'd turn back to scroll form in your sleep, which is not a thing that can happen, surely, because, again, a million scrolls on Earth, if they were all turning back to scroll form in their sleep, it would have been noticed. Maybe maybe they can stay in during sleep because there's a subconscious still there, but maybe like... Well, I thought if she's not dead, I assumed that she was playing dead. Very possible, yeah, because she's a clever girl. Yeah, and she knows if she kept a human form, he'd know that she wasn't dead. So she reverts back, so that he thinks she's dead. And it, it just drives off. Very, the shot is very well placed over the heart, though. Yeah. If that's where a scroll heart that's is. What, yeah. Might be, it might be in the foot. Although that pretty much same placement kills the other scroll pretty much instantly. Yeah. Which, we'll come back to that. I was thinking, like, it's a wonder that the scrolls aren't more known because Gravik just seems to keep leaving bodies just in the in the middle of the woods. <laughs> he really likes the woods. Like last episode, he had one of his guys shot and just left the body in the woods. And then this episode, he's just shot Gaia and just left her body in the woods. If he is wanted, because it seems like he's not wanting to alert the human race, he's wanting to keep it covert. You'd think he'd be a bit more careful with the Skrull corpses. <laughs> maybe, very maybe. Do you think Gravix knew Gaia was the mole the whole episode? I mean, he's been suspicious of her. It's when he woke her up and I was like, yeah, he just, he just fucking knows. Yeah, and like he, he keeps looking at her like suspiciously. He keeps giving her a bit of side eye. Like, like he's not been sure. And yeah, so there was that scene where where he woke her up. There was when he went to meet her dad. There was yeah, and so she has obviously she's transformed into like an old man, bumped into yeah. Talos, dropped a phone on the as an excuse to pass him this phone. As soon as Gravit came out of there, he spots that old man and tries following him, and then loses him behind the van. And by the time the van's passed, she's just the next car. Yeah. He's clearly not stupid, so I think he has been suspicious. He just had no proof. Her running away probably is pretty much proof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there, there's got to it's be... the fact he didn't really need the UN plane being brought, brought, brought down. He just wanted to find the spy. It was like, if the UN plane gets brought down, that's cool, but... Well, yeah, I think it was you know win-win for him. Can we talk about how cool that scene was when it when he does meet with her dad? 
with Talos. Yeah, I, I think probably the coolest shot of the show so far is when everyone stands up and suddenly they are a uh, gravel axe. Fucking <laughs> gravel axe. But yeah, and like Talos getting a little bit... Reminded me of Will Smith, you know? It's like, keep my daughter's name out your fucking mouth. He said damn mouth, but okay. Who did? Talos? No, Will Smith. Oh, uh, no, he definitely said motherfucking. No, he didn't. He definitely swore at him. No, he didn't. Did they bleep out damn in those videos? I don't know. When I've seen it, he says damn. I've seen it bleeped out. But yeah, when he's like, he just goes so like hard. Like he's been all this like spare, like trying to be nice to Skulls when he's fighting him. And then Gravix says his daughter's name and he's like knife through the hand. Yeah. And we and we see the sparkly hand. Sparkle, sparkle. So yeah, I mean it does make me wonder if, if she really is dead, like what what is that going to do to him? Because that is the only time you really see him lose his cool. Anything to do with his daughter. Yeah. So if she really is dead, I can't. I can't believe she's dead. <laughs> but then I saw the same. But I thought the same about Maria Hill, like episode one. But she she can't be dead. And then we're at the end of episode three now, and she's not shown back up. So is Nick Fury going to die? I don't think so. You didn't think Gaia were going to die, but. We know already that he's in the Marvels. Well, yeah. But, you know, but that could be Talos. We don't know that for a fact. We didn't see any more of the uh, Skrull Roads. I know. I was just about to say that. I I was quite disappointed. I thought this was the episode we were going to get the Rhodey Skrull confirmation. Like, is, is that happening? Are we getting that? And if so... When Brody's got to come back at some point, like it just I feel like it'd make a massive hole in it if he didn't because they just brought him to be a bit of a dick and threatened to carpet bomb Slovakia. Yeah, it, it, it did, it did feel conspicuous that he wasn't in this episode, especially when he was in the previously on. Which is normally like, these are things you need to know to understand this episode. Yeah. And so he was in, so I was expecting him to turn up and he didn't. I was surprised that your prediction was wrong. What's that? So last episode, we talk, talked about how you said you were waiting for the bust up between Talos and Nick Fury. Yeah. And like, they kind of just, obviously, it's a bit. Yeah, I like. They're, I think that they have a common goal. They have a common enemy. They, there's still some tension there. There is yeah. definitely still some tension there. But it's not been like a massive bust-up. No. No, but I think that there is still time for them to... And that might happen when Talos loses his shit about the fact his daughter's dead. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking at, at some point, is Talos going to be convinced to join the other side but there's no way that's happening now no if Gravik has killed Gaia I like Gaia as well he's a great character yeah I mean I, I did kind of appreciate how 
unceremonious that was. Yeah. Because, like, she's just teeing up the big speech that's going to save her life. And it's like one of those moments where it's like, yeah, they sent that kind of show. (laughs) They sent one of them happy endings. Yeah, he could have almost said something like that. It would have been a bit fourth wall breaking, but he could have been like, yeah, they sent that kind of show. They sent that kind of Disney Plus show. Oh, wait a minute. Um, This isn't that kind of Disney Plus show, love. Not fast. (laughs) <laughs> I just I just think he should revert to Scouse I think he sounds best when he's sounding a bit cockney Yeah But it's just fluctuating so much I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not If it is, that's kind of a skill in itself To be able to jump around different accents um, But I've got the feeling that it isn't It's just accidental Yeah, I think he just keeps slipping out of it They've just done multiple takes. It's like, right, just just pick the one closest to what he's been doing. I feel like this episode was shorter. I feel like there's a lot, a lot less happened. Well, yeah, I, there I was think more less... bigger things happened, but a lot less. I think less happened. I think it was a lot more character focused, and I think it was better for it. Yeah. It did, it felt it made it feel shorter though. I think. I don't know. Maybe it was slightly shorter. Um, just looking now at Disney Plus, it was forty-three minutes, but that's including the credits. But I'm sure others were about fifty minutes or fifty-five minutes. So it's it's probably about ten minutes shorter. I don't know. I don't know if it just I- felt longer. Uh, so let's we'll, we'll go back to the beginning of the episode, um, just so that we don't miss anything. So we keep and seeing flashbacks. I do wonder if if this kid is going to be. Oh yeah, so I, I, I've not covered the flashback. First thing that happened when Nick Fury meeting his wife. Yeah, they already knew each other. They already knew each other. He calls her by something different now. Not her name. Probably her scroll name. Yeah, because when they're in the kitchen, he calls her Silux. As I said last yeah. episode, it's Priscilla. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot to take from that scene. Um, Apart from they liked well, each other for a while. But I don't, obviously it fades into their modern day, and I don't think their marriage is as stable as we thought. I don't know if it's just like they've liked each other for a while, or if he just sees this new face that she's got and goes, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. new face. Exactly. That's that's kind of how it seems to me. Like he wasn't interested, and then you were like, oh, actually, he <laughs> he sees the possibilities of someone that can change her face. Oh my god! I mean, that could lead to some I've kinky only, shit. I've only just thought of that. <laughs> Find me a scroll. But yeah, so you you see. You see, I, I I guess what is like the beginning of their relationship. But it seems like they've already been working together for a while. I don't think it shows you the year that time. Every other time it's given as a flashback, it's shown the year. So I don't know how long exactly they have been working together then. Yeah, so you were right, though. Because um, I know the first thing you said is that boy. That's before the credit scene, isn't it? Before the flashback. What were his name for? I can't remember. But yeah, so so this is the kid who showed up at the gates at the beginning of episode one. 
and he keeps turning up. And I don't know if it's just to give us an in, like it's it's someone who's new to the uh, to the the resistance. So it's an excuse for people to explain things to him and in turn to us. But yeah, he keeps turning up. So I do wonder if he is going to be important. I wonder if he's maybe a double agent. Beto. Beto, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like he looked like got on associated with Gaia more. Gia. Gaia. It depends who's saying it. Some people yeah. say Gia. Some people say Gaia. It's the same well, as ta- ta- Talos as well. Talos keeps Talos. getting Talos. Talos sometimes. Talos, Talos. Yeah, it just depends who's saying it. What does Talos say for his daughter? Gaia. I, I can't remember. But I feel like Beto, because Gaia was the one that showed him around and introduced him to everything. I feel like they, they kind of got on and like he stuck with her a bit. Yeah. So he's probably not going to be over the moon. Yeah. So then we get the confirmation as well. We didn't have to wait long that they are developing Super Scrolls. Yeah, they said the word. And yeah, Gravik says Super Scrolls, and it looks like that whole Scroll Council are gonna is going to it. be made Super Scrolls. Uh, I did have a thought the other day, actually, relating to this. Um, what was it the scientists said in the last episode? They were looking for something. We need more... More di- more samples. I, I I but I can't remember what it said that they were looking for. Just they just said we need more samples. It was it was harvest. The guy says harvest wasn't there. And then she says so our DNA samples are going to remain limited. So the question is, what is harvest? And I was thinking about that in the week between these two episodes. And then I thought back to what you said in episode one about why is that plant going to be important? Uh... I wondered if that was harvest. I wonder if if that is going to be the key somehow to... Stopping to, them. Well, to, to, to merging their DNA. Because it seemed like they wanted this for something to do with the Super Scroll program. In the comics, isn't there a Super Scroll? Yes. Sen thought, what if it's not stable in those because they haven't got this flower? Who has got the flower? Talos. What if Talos becomes the Super Scroll? So kind of like you see in Iron Man... Two, three. Yeah, are you on about the extremis instability? Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, that's in Iron Man three, isn't it? Um, so kind of like you see in that, it's not stable, and people just keep blowing up. So maybe they need harvest to stabilize extremis and the rest. Like maybe you know, there's a chance they could just turn fully into trees. And then, but Talos has the flower, so maybe he can become a stable Super Scroll, meaning he can actually defeat them. Because we already see when, as I said, Talos stabs Gravelax in hand with a knife and just, he, Gravix just pulls it out. He's got half a hand 
and yeah. it just goes and you see you see the extremists healing yeah tying it back together which was a a, a cool it shot cool and it was a shot it was a nice little callback to that kind of thing in iron man 3 yeah okay i'm just kind of whizzing through it on disney plus while we record this um so ju- just so i don't forget anything so um i was wrong it does give you the date of that flashback that is 1998 and I thought I, I thought it did give the date. The scrolls landed in '95, wasn't it? So by this point, they've been working together for three years. So I guess we've had time to get to know each other quite well. I did wonder. It kind of seemed like Priscilla picked that face on purpose because she thought it would be a face he liked. Maybe that was maybe that scroll flirting. One thing I wanted to point out is. Did you notice in this episode, Gravix is a little bit more unhinged? Is that because of the Super Skull serum or whatever? I don't know. When he's in in that gallery, Jesus Christ, when he's talking about the painting, he just seems a bit, as I said, unhinged. I think it's been leaning that way the whole time. But yeah, it did feel like it went up a level. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is to do with Maybe it is to do with extremists, because again, going back to Iron Man 3, it did turn people like basically into drug addicts. Yeah. And of course, we've got a little bit more at Olivia Coleman. I'm sure you was very happy about that. I was very happy about that. It, it, there wasn't enough Olivia Coleman in this episode. I do love her, just like little witty banter. I felt like maybe, you know... Part of her contract is that she has to be in every episode, and so they had to just put this one little scene in. That's it kind worked, of how it, it felt, worked, just uh, like they were ticking the box. Like they, they didn't need her in there, but are you complaining? No, no, I she, thought it, she, she I put thought it was great. On owl. She did, <laughs> she did, and I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, so when Talos and Fury are going to stop this submarine launching at this UM flight. They go to like a compound or something, isn't it? It's like, I don't think it's like a, a naval base. It just seems like a compound because the guy's got his kid playing a game in the bedroom. Well I think I think that's his house. He's just got a console in his house. But there's like navy guards everywhere. Who are all scrolls. Yeah, I mean... Because they, they tried to go sneaky, didn't they? And it just did not go very well. Nick so Fury didn't Fury's... know that they were all scrolls before he just started shooting them. <laughs> no, but he just shoots them and green, shoot green. Uh, yeah. I, I was a bit like... If these are just like a security company or something, you're just like straight up murdering these guys. But is it okay because for scrolls? But aren't, aren't we meant to be learning in this series that you know, scroll life is just as important as human life. I don't know. Like not I, to Nick Fury in it, it did just feel like he was just killing people a bit a bit willy-nilly. He went full Anakin Skywalker on the scrolls. Um so right. So what Talos is infiltrating this house and he he walks past the security and they're like, Oh, we didn't see you come outside. And he's like, Yeah, I just needed to get away from the wife. And uh, they don't think anything suspicious about that, which would make sense if they were humans and didn't know 
what scrolls are or that there's any likely to be trying to trick them. And then it turns out that those guys are both scrolls. So when they've been stood in front of the door and haven't seen him come out, and then the guy walks past them, why are they not suspicious? You have to pay more for smart scrolls. Like I said, I could understand if they were humans, but once you get the revelation that they are actually scrolls, all of a sudden it just doesn't quite make sense. I feel like as soon as you get the uh, realisation that there are scrolls, you don't trust any blast. No, 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 not that there are scrolls, but they specifically are scrolls. No, that's what I mean. Like They shouldn't trust anybody. Yeah, especially, like I said, they've not seen him come out of the house. But, and then we're just like, oh, we didn't see you come out, but it must be you because that's your face. <laughs> it's a uh, thing I noticed in this bit is that it shows how keen Nick Fury's like, senses still are because he knew something was wrong just by the fact that he said Nick. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty sure that wasn't Talos. Yeah, it but... didn't sound like him. No, it did sound like he sounded exactly like him because it no, was his in, voice. In the words that he was saying. I, I I'm more meant because he was saying that he'd just he'd just captured the guy, but we never saw that on camera. So it was more from like a meta storytelling point of view that I was like, now nah, there's something not right there, because we would have seen it otherwise. Yeah. And then Nick Fury goes and points a gun at the kid. Because yeah. Nick Fury gives no fucks. But so so I assumed that the kid was a scroll and was the scroll child of this I can't remember his name, Bob something. Bob. So I, I assumed that that was the scroll his scroll child anyway. But then when Amelia Clark is looking in his memories for the passcode, it shows the real him with the child. So why is the scroll convinced to 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 basically jeopardize everything and give up his leverage because of because of a kid that's not his? It's a good point. It's stuff like that that's really just niggling at me this series. Like I can see what they're trying to do in a lot of places, but a lot of it just doesn't fit together right it just doesn't make sense to me like you could say that well yeah it's because actually he's not that bad of a guy and he doesn't want to see this kid die but like he's happy to be about to start a fucking nuclear war like that is a nuclear submarine that is about to launch a rocket at a un plane that is like a declaration of war at the highest level but no he don't want to see this kid that's not his get killed Yeah, like dude you're about to wipe out the human race this kid included presumably or is it because Gravix just wanted to find out where they got the code from did he want to find out if he was do you know what I mean like did he tell him I don't know do you not I, I don't I, think I get, so I get where you're coming from it's just a bit like I don't but think I, so because how long, to do... how long has he been that scroll? How long has he been with that kid? Yeah. Yeah, I guess potentially for a long time, but still, I don't know. It just 
then again, no, because so how how old is that kid? Uh, like 14. early teenagers. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he looks about the same age in the guy's memories that you see. So yeah. it can't be years and years and years. He's not been raising that kid since it were a toddler or anything. No, it's like two years probably, max. Max, yeah. So, and, and like I say, if that kid's a human, he is going to die in this nuclear war that you're trying to incite as well. So I was a bit confused why he cared. It, it, it's true. He could have just been like that and just let it happen. Just kill him. Yeah, exactly. Stay in mind. Exactly, especially when like him, him lowering the gun, or like throwing the gun on the floor and giving up his. And the kid runs to him. Yeah, he gives up his his leverage and lets Talos go. Ultimately, leads to him dying. Like he sacrifices his life to save the kid, which would mean he he must have some you know some like parental feelings towards yeah. him. Yeah. How did, like, does that come with the, the memory transfer? Like, if it do does, know, that's do never been explicitly Maybe. stated. That's never been stated, though. Like, these are the things, this is important information, surely. If well, that yeah. is something well, that it, happens. It would make sense. Like, if you have all of someone's memories, you're going to have some of their feelings against their memories. I don't know. I was I was looking for, so when, when Gaia is looking through the memories of this guy, I was looking to see if this, the kid was like, next to him in in one of those like yeah pods or whatever um because i thought maybe you know maybe he really does have a son but this version of the kid is an actual scroll kid yeah still a possibility i mean i guess it, it, it is a possibility but anything that's not stated i do the, the more we see of this the more i do really like the relationship between Fury and Gravik. Like it feels it feels like they've been friends for a long time. It's believable to me. Because they seem to have one of those kind of friendships where they can say things to each other that Fury and Gravik's. Sorry. <laughs> Fury and Talos. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, wait, what? Like they can say things to each other that you know they know the other person's not gonna like and they can tell each other some home truths and still remain friends. Yeah. And even after the big bust up on the train. And like I said earlier, things are a bit tense, but even after that, it does still feel like they are close. And so the the the, the bit in the pub where if you're it like, you know, it might be kind of <laughs> cornered into it. Rolling. Yeah. But that is something that you would never expect to see from Nick Fury. No. And Talos... Talos made him his bitch. Talos is probably the only person who could get that from him. It's interesting to know, like, compare this to the scene that's that's the, the Fury scene just before this one, which is him and his wife, and his wife's talking about... And, like, it's like you can see why she's pissed off, like, and I, I'm surprised if that is the first time he's seen her since he came back from space. Yes, we were talking about this, weren't we? We were saying, like, has yeah. he been coming back to visit her? And we get the answer, but no, he's fucked off. But <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that when he first walked through the door, she didn't kick off at him. Like, where the fuck have you been? Is it like she is understandably annoyed with him? 
is that why she's gone over to grab and, it? She, and, she, she says something like, while you were gone, I, what you say, what was it like? Or I became me, me yeah. before you. Yeah. And like, it, it's a great point to make, but like he was gone for five years. He was blipped away. And then he fucked off. And then he came back and she thinks she's got her husband back. And then he almost immediately goes into space. I like what she says. She was like, she was basically saying she's okay because it was the blip. Like you had no control, but then you left voluntarily. Yeah, yeah, and and it is, it is rather shitty of him to have done. But even while so while she's saying all that, he even says to her like, "Are, are you wanting me to apologize for going away?" And it's interesting to note that he never actually does. <laughs> he says, "Is that what you want? You want me to apologize?" He doesn't just go, look, I'm sorry I left you. I was dealing with some stuff. Um, I'm, I'm back now, whatever. It, it, it was just like, you, what, you want me to apologise? Talos, he apologises to him almost immediately. So I feel like they have a really strong yeah. bond. Stronger than Nick and his wife. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it did. it did feel, I'm not sure if romantic is the word, but but almost like bordering that when so this is jumping forward to like after them see these guys know how to clean up a scroll invasion they they know how to cover it up they're putting their scroll corpses in a van <laughs> that's how you do it yeah but what they didn't show you is that van they take them to the woods and dump them <laughs> <laughs> like the same the same bit that Gravik went to last time like oh look yeah. there's, there's already one here I'll, I'll just join the crew yeah I'll put it over here with the other scroll corpses this is clearly the scroll corpse designating zone <laughs> but so while while they're doing that Fiori just like comes out with like it can't be easy to be working with me when you agree with Gravik and Talos never says I don't agree with him because I think on some level he does. I don't think he agrees with his methods, but I think he does agree that like you promised us, you promised you were going to find us a, a home. Yeah, he absolutely agrees with the and, end result. Yeah, but yeah not in you, the way of going about it. He agrees with the scrolls getting a place to live and being unified and being together. He yeah. just doesn't appreciate obliterating the whole planet to do that. But it is like, I completely understand why Gravik is pissed off, particularly with Fury. It's not just that they want to find a home. It's that Fury promised he was going to find it for them. And it feels like he didn't because they were too useful. Yeah. Like, they even have the conversation in this episode, but, like, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be... Was that in the car when they were there? That's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulled, <laughs> pulled up and he's like, we're here. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Basically, yeah. But, yeah, it's like, you, you, you were working for S.H.I.E.L.D., but without the Skrull's help, you would not have been Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Which Fury we, we would not realized. mean... Yeah. Nick like, Fury would not mean what it means now without the scrolls. So Nick I get... Fury is actually not as good as has been portrayed because all the ways he got up to being this badass 
was through his, the help of Scrubbles. Yeah. Like he said, we got you more information and leaks and things than you could achieve in, in one career on your own. Yeah. So I get the impression that the reason he never found them at home wasn't because he couldn't. It's because he didn't want to because he would have lost his edge. He would have lost his advantage. And that is a shitty thing to do. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is a dick move. Yeah, so I, I kind of hope that that's kind that's where we're leading up to is him confessing that and trying to atone for that mistake. Oh, I've got a feeling that the end of this series is going to lead to him actually finding them a home. Well, yeah, I think I said last week that maybe that's what they're doing in the Marvels. That's why they're investigating the jump point so that they can explore a bit further afield. Yeah. Um, but no, so I was saying I was talking about their relationship. So when they're bundling those bodies into the van and he says, you know, you agree with Gravik. And he says, I'm not with Gravik because I'm with you. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. I can't wait for him to elaborate on that. End of scene. <laughs> it did feel like like it doesn't matter who I agree with, my loyalties are with you. And like, like it feels like he's telling him he loves him. Like as a friend, I'm sure, but it feels like that is him telling him that he loves him and he will stand by him no matter what, because they are that close. And like you see that from the beginning of episode one. Uh, like when when they're first reunited, they instantly do that scroll thing where they rest each they rest their, their heads, heads on each other's heads like straight away straight into it, and it, it's like when you see a friend you've not seen for a long time, you don't go for the handshake, you go in for the hug, and like that's how it felt like, old friend, let me greet you. Yeah, so because he says, obviously you believe in what Gravix is doing. And before he says that, I'm not with Gravix, I'm with you, he says, shit, in 30 years, you, you still don't know me better than that. Like, yeah, you 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 don't understand. But you, <laughs> you see Nick shift as he says that. Yeah. He's like, well, make me understand. Yeah, it's like, do, do, do you not get why I'm with you? Because I love you, man. I love you, man. But yeah, it, it, it feels, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's great writing or bad writing. And that completely depends if this is on purpose or not. Like, if he's just saying, I'm not with, with Talos because I'm with you, like, on the face of it, doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, you're not with Talos because you're with me, or are you, or are you with me because you're not with Talos? Like, I don't know. But it, it, on another level, like, it, it could feel quite deep. Like, it's not about ideologies. Like, I've chosen my side based on uh, loyalty. Yeah. Like, I, I have a standing loyalty to you. In fact, that's another line that really stood out to me in that car journey. That car journey was, was a great, like, yeah. the standout scenes of every episode so far have just been Fury Dying, and Talos yeah. together. Like just I could talking. watch those two bounce off each other all day. They're both great actors as well. And he's got Talos has got a great voice. Yeah, like really deep, raspy. 
so when when they're talking about or when talos is talking about how the scrolls are what got fury up the ranks and i i thought like you could understand him being quite bitter about that but even says like i don't have a problem with that like it was an honor to do it so i I really do feel like so a lot of the scrolls might have been allied with fury because they'd made a deal basically they'd made the deal that you help me and i'll help you I don't think Talos ever was. I think Talos was allied with Fury because he genuinely liked him and they were friends. Yeah, he saved his life and a bond formed a bond. <laughs> a bond formed from that. Yeah. I, I did really like all, all that like Talos bit of a, a monologue and then he ends it with like none none of that is an issue to me. Just be honest about it. Don't try and pretend that that's not what happened. I I feel like what he's saying is at least be grateful for it. Like it is, I will help you because you are my friend, and I'm glad to have helped you. But at least appreciate it. Don't act like you did this shit all on your own. Yeah, it did make me think of the Avengers slightly. The first Avengers movie. Remember when all the Avengers have kind of confronted Fury? Like, why are you building these weapons? that look a lot like Hydra weapons. Do you remember what Fury says? For people like him. He says because of him. And he points at Thor. And he says, like, a few years ago, he fell out of the sky, and all of a sudden we knew that there were more enemies to unite against. Like, basically saying, like, he proved to us that aliens exist and we need bigger weapons. All the time, this fucker's working with scrolls. <laughs> The lying bastard. <laughs> like, I mean, you could see that as a continuity error. Personally, I just see that as Fury lying because he's a spy and that's what spies do. Marvel don't do continuity errors. <laughs> Marvel have made plenty of continuity errors, but they do have a tendency to go back and, and just retcon it's, them so that yeah. they work. So, like, the... the one of the earliest ones, we're getting off topic slightly here, but one of the earliest ones was, in fact, the second movie in the MCU, Incredible Hulk, and uh, Tony Stark goes to see General Ross and and says, like, I hear you've got a problem that we can help with, is basically the, the gist of it. I don't think he says it in as many words, but... It's ages since I've seen that movie. It's Robert Downey Jr., then. Yeah, just in one scene. He walks into a bar right at the end. It might be post-credits even. But he walks into the bar and says to General Ross, like, I hear you've got a rather unique problem or something along those lines. Because the idea was the thing that was going to bring the Avengers together was the same as in the comic books. It was because Hulk was on a rampage and so you need a team of superheroes to stop him. But then that's not what happened. And the, the enemy that they had to unite against was never the Hulk anyway. So then they released a one-shot on one of the DVDs, which was Agent Coulson talking to another agent, talking about how the World Security Council, I guess, but whoever in charge yeah. wanted abomination on the team. Um, and wanted to help get Hulk under control 
because Abomination is the one with the military background. Yeah. So you'd assume he was the one that would be helpful. Anyway, so Coulson basically comes up with the plan to send Tony Stark to General Ross because he knows that Tony Stark just pisses people off. And so the deal would never get done for, for him to give up Abomination to be on the Avengers. So while it was a continuity error originally, because it was to set up uh, the Avengers teaming up against Hulk, they went back and they rectified it with this little one-shot that was on the DVD. Have you ever watched all the one-shots? No. They're all on Disney+. Plus. There's great. There's um, one's called Something Unusual Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. Uh, that one that I just mentioned, I think that's called The Consultant. Um, there's one called All Hail the King, which is Trevor Slattery in prison. Oh, okay. Uh, I love sure, watching those. I'm sure there's more, but yeah, I'm sure they're on Disney+. Plus. If not, you'll be able to find them somewhere on the internet, but they are great, and they they do just clear up a lot of little continuity errors. Um, right, sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> We just finished talking about. Oh yeah, I was just, I was just talking about how much I loved Fury and Talos's relationship. Yeah. Okay, we're kind of done the home invasion, uh, threatening the life of a child. We've done that. Done Gaia getting killed. Gia, Gaia getting killed. So there's clearly on that submarine, there is clearly one of those two men is a scroll. Yeah. Yeah, because when they abort, he still tries to send it. Yeah, he, he goes for the for the key still. So yeah, he he's clearly a scholar. If are they gonna like knock him out and he unscrolls? The guy who was very hesitant, who didn't want to do it, he called him captain. So if he's captain of the submarine. He's the guy in charge, right? Like, there is nobody on there above him, you would imagine. And I, I did kind of feel like the guy who's trying to convince him, if that guy is the captain, he's talking out of turn. If the captain is saying to you, I need to confirm this, I don't want to do this, no matter what your rank is, if he's the captain of that submarine, it's not up to you to go, no, you've got to, because otherwise they'll have you court-martialed, they'll have you arrested, they'll this, they'll that. That's not for you to say. Anyway, that was another little nitpick. Then after that, it's just, we've already talked about Guy getting killed and then yeah. Mrs. Fury going to take out a gun. Yeah, so something I did notice, and I assume this is on purpose and not just a continuity error, uh, but I did notice she's got two phones. Yeah. I think if you notice, if you notice in the kitchen scene at the start, Nick's looking at the phone all like... He's looking at the phone like, who's just called her? Because she was very, very... But is he looking at it like, wait, that's not her normal phone? Well, I I don't think he's seen her for the last few years because he's been in space. But actually, that's good. So the phone that she uses at the beginning is one of those new Fold phones. I only noticed because it's one of those really cool looking new phones that break all the time but carry on yeah i know they break all the time and that's <laughs> why i'm not getting one but you cannot tell me they don't look cool as fuck i mean yeah they look cool as fuck right but... so that's all i'm saying like 
the, the reason I've not got one is because I know they're really temperamental. I also know that I fidget, and so I would be sat opening and closing it all the time, and I'd knack of a hinge. <laughs> but, yeah, so the only reason I paid any kind of attention to what kind of phone she had was because she had that phone. Um, that it's a, a new fashionable thing to have. And I'm like, oh, poor product placement. And then at the end, in that final scene where she's going to, well, she, she answers the phone in the kitchen first uh, because everything happens in their kitchen, I guess. The yeah. The room they've got in their house. It's a nice house, isn't it? I guess he gets paid it's well fair. being director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd assume so. Well, he's not now. He's fired. Well, yeah, but. Don't matter. You were director of Shield for long enough to get a nice house. Are you going to say instead of the cool pink flip phone, she pulls out just a black smartphone? Yeah. Yeah. It did make me think. Like, is that on purpose? Is that a plot point, or is that? No, I think that's intentional. Is that like, a continuity it's, error? It's it's showing she's shady because everyone knows if you've got two phones, right? Most the first thing people think of is that's a bit shady. Right, so the... I know a lot of people have work phones, but... So the, the plain smartphone that she's using at the end, the, the, the boring one, I couldn't even tell what model it was. So that, are we assuming, is her uh, resistance phone? Her drug phone. So that, that's the phone that she's using to communicate with, with Gravik and the resistance. Yeah. So who calls her on her normal, everyday flip phone... Oh, shit! At the beginning. Because if that's her resistance phone, why was she being really shady on her other phone? I don't have that information right now. Is what she said. Yeah. What information? Yeah, and it it felt less like a, I don't have that, and more like I can't talk right now. Yeah. There's some shady shit going on with this woman. And then, so you see her going to the safety deposit box, and as you said, there's clearly she is being followed. It there's a guy like leaning up against a pillar, and he's watching her. And then as soon as she looks over, he looks down. And then there's a few more shots where like it looks like people are following her. It yeah. looks like people are trying to keep up with her. And it could be the same scroll. It could be multiple different scrolls. But yeah, she's definitely being followed. Whether she's being followed by... What if Nick got a scroll to follow her? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whether she's being followed by the Resistance or she's being followed by Fury and a, a scroll still loyal to him is still to be seen. Because I assume Talos cannot be the only scroll Still loyal. Yeah, surely not. I mean, there's the one woman on the council who refused to go along with Gravik's plan. Yeah. I assume she is going to come back and be important. Oh, no, is she dead? Is she dead? Probably. It didn't show you her die, did it? No. You're right. saying she's probably dead. No, he even said to her, like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. That's what psychopaths say right before they kill you. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just sharpening my knife. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, what? my God. So, right, I've just listened to it back, that phone call at the end. It's Rhodey. It's Rhodey's voice. She says... At the end? Yeah, when she answers the phone at the, at the end, 
he says, some at church, one hour. It's yeah. Rhodey's voice. And she says, I need to speak to graphics. And he's like, well, you're speaking to me. He says, St. James Church, one hour. That is Rhodey's voice, 100%. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at it now on Disney Plus with the subtitles on to see if it... It says man on said, phone. It says man on phone. But yeah. listen to the voice. One second, Ben. That could well be. That's 100% Rhodey's voice, I'm telling you now. I'm going to do my best to insert that bit of audio into the podcast so the listeners can hear it as well and make up their minds. So if I've been successful, you will hear that now. St. James Church, one hour. I need to speak to Graphic. Yeah, well, you're talking to me. So that I, that, I think that's 100% Rhodey's voice. But it's interesting. I think that's confirmation is a scroll. And he it, says, it would be, yeah. And he says, she's like, I want to speak to graphics. And he's like, well, you're speaking to me. Or like you're dealing with me. Yeah. Is graphics really the, the mastermind behind it all? You think you think the roadie scroll? Oh, shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, we're piecing it together now, Ben. What if... What if Rhodey Scroll is Talos's wife and that is who is actually in charge? Because I told you there's revelations to come about her. I'm sure oh. there is. What if it is? What if? What if he thinks Gravix killed her, but he didn't? She's just in background running sharp. Yeah. No, I, I think I think there's a you heard it here, Henry Cavill. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And you know what? I can't wait for Rhodey to actually be confirmed as a scroll because we have been saying that for about six months. We've been saying that since the start of the podcast when I've just been saying scrolls. Like, we need, we need like a mega mix of every time <laughs> we've predicted... We said the word scroll. Yeah. Every time we've predicted that Rhodey is going to be a scroll, I wonder if there's some software that can just transcribe every podcast so far. Can I just say what a bombshell to end the episode on? Yeah. The yeah, realisation so. that that is Rhodey's voice. So anyway, there you have our prediction for the second half of Secret Invasion. We are halfway through this series now. Oh, is it going to get better? Do you know what? I was I was about to ask, what's your favourite episode so far? And I was going to say two, but that has just tipped the balance, knowing that that's Rhodey's voice. I mean, I, I, think, I think this might be my favourite so far, just because it did feel a lot more character-centric and character-driven, yeah. and that is they dumbed down more what I'm effects. interested in. I mean, to be a lot, the special though. effects in this show haven't been great. Looks, yeah, big explosions in episode one, all, but for a show based around shapeshifters, it is very handy for them that scrolls really like to shapeshift when they're stood behind things. <laughs> like, I'll just walk behind that really this. Really the budget. <laughs> yeah. The other one that's really good in, I can't remember if it's episode one or two, uh, someone puts on a hat, but they put on a hat in a way nobody ever puts on over a hat. Over their face. Yeah, they lift it up over their face and they turn from 
integral to human as the hat passes their face, which, like, no one puts a hat on like that. Very odd, but, I you know. I put a hat on like that. Cool effect. <laughs> and like you said, it saves on the budget because all the budget has been used to de-age Nick Fury, apparently. Not very well. I mean, honestly, like, it's not... Not it's not terrible. Aging. It's not terrible. I don't think they've put quite as much effort into it as they did with Captain Marvel, but we're not watching it on as huge of a screen as we did Captain Marvel, so saw that baby in IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is the episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can get us on electronic email at notmpod at gmail.com. Or messages on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at News of the Nerd. Obviously, the best thing you can do is subscribe, rate us on your podcast streaming shit of choice. And obviously, the main thing that you can do is tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone you think might want to listen. If they don't want to listen, force them to listen. And of course, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your mums. Um, you can but... be friends with your mum. <laughs> tell your friendly mums. <laughs> but oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> that is it from me. I have been Ben. He has been Jason. He's not getting a cut out this end of the episode. He can fuck off. Good night. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs>